We're 
spirit would come in and fill this place and that we would be filled with gratitude for what he is doing in our lives as we sing this last song of gratitude for what he has done would you lift your voice in your praise for all you have to offer is your
that chorus one more time. Can we raise a hallelujah to him? So I throw up my hands and praise you again and again. Cause all that I have is a hallelujah. 
will always succeed. So right now in this morning, we stand on your purpose and we proclaim your grace in Jesus' name. We pray, amen and amen. So good morning, saints of the Almighty. It is good to see you in the house of the Lord. Could you turn to someone and welcome them into the house of the Lord? What's important is, is God and me serving God and my family. Because at the end of it, I could be making all this money, I could be in this career, I could have this license and this title, but at the end, if, if I don't have my household right, if, if, uh, if I'm not right with God, that all doesn't matter. You're the priest of your household, and that's where it starts at your house. Church or you pass by and 
thank you. He say, all right, whatever. But now I, I got to really, really know my new spiritual brothers. So I, I appreciate my extended family. And uh, yeah, I just hope to grow it even, even further. Amen, brother. Amen. Growing from glory to glory, men of God. That's what it's all about. We are right now in glory, in the presence of the Heavenly Father. When you go out there and you do something, you move from glory to glory to glory. That's what it's all about. Moving up and closer to the Heavenly Father. Now, I was Amen. not there. It looked like an awesome time. Why don't you tell us? Yeah, let me there. tell you. you I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you, Roxy. And for all the ladies, guys, I mean girls, it was insane. I never have met a group of people that I've clicked with, and I was holding a camera the whole time, you know, like I was filming my food, but I still got to connect, and just like the brother said in the last clip, he felt like he really expanded his family, his spiritual family, so it was an amazing time. I've, I rode a horse for the first time, too, so that was, that was fun. Who's... Yeah. It looked like an amazing time. Well, church, my name is Roxy de Santiago. I am part of your worship team. It is my honor and pleasure to serve. Yes, and my name is Chris Camarasa. I am a youth leader here at New Beginnings Church. Amen. Well, they gave us microphones so we could stand up here. We were, so, we were told we have to give you guys these um, announcements, so that's what we're going to do instead of, instead of telling you all of the other things that are on our mind. But listen, oh. uh, first things first. Meet and greet the pastors. You saw the video just a few minutes ago. You saw Pastor Richard getting out there to meet, and you heard what he said. He's like, I met people I didn't even know, and he's the pastor. So if you haven't met the pastor, if you haven't met Pastor Richard, if you haven't met Pastor Cindy or Pastor Mike or our children's pastors or our youth pastors, man, this is the time for you to come out and meet them. That's right. It is September 17th after second service. We want to know who you are so we can know how to best be the hands and feet for Christ for you, right? That's what we got to do. We need to know how to serve you. Maybe uh, maybe you have some great ideas. Maybe you just want to meet us, so come out. Yeah. Get to know who we are. Yeah, I'm glad, I have, I'm glad I have a pastor that's not afraid to be amongst his people and talk with his flock, you know? So not only do, does his flock know his voice, but we know him too, you know? So, guys, we're also going to have a trunk or treat. It's going to be the 28th of October from 5.30 to 8 p.m. Yeah, it's a long ways away, but guys, this is the most evangelistic, I, I feel like in my opinion, the most evangelistic time uh, of the whole year. <clears throat> the only reason I say that is because the kids are just wanting to come. The parents just tag along, you know? And so when the parents tag along, there's room for prayer. There's room for, for uh, ministering. There's room, but obviously there's room for candy, you know, but guys, all of this, all of this is being held by and, and directed by uh, the direction of Jessica Ramirez, and she's our youth director, or not our youth director, our children's director, and she's actually uh, seeing if you guys can go ahead and bring in some candy. So my rule of thumb is I just go in the store, and I just get a bag every time I go in the store, and I give it to Jessica. It's got to be Boom. a large bag. Just, just remind me. Just a large bag. Yeah, sorry. Can't bring a piece of candy. Sorry, you Rox. Can't bring one. <laughs> A lot of kids coming. There's a lot of kids. Well, listen, church, it's an amazing time because, you know, you know, you remember you were kids. Everybody wants to go out, you know, trick-or-treating. But this trunk-or-treat, this is, a, this is, let me tell you, for you parents, this is a one-stop shop. You will get that bag of candy filled up. You will have to take them to the dentist a few months later because that's how much candy they're going to get. 
but they're going to fill up their bag of candy, and you don't have to take them all over and find a whole other neighborhood or which is the best neighborhood for them to go. It's all right here. And if you don't have kids, um, then you can maybe participate by bringing your car and think about how you could get it decorated. Everybody brings in their car. They open up the trunk. They decorate it. They have some games to go with it. It's an amazing time all around. You get to know um, your car neighbor that's parked next to you, who you didn't know is a member of the church because they sit on the other side and you sit over there. They go to first service. You get to know who is in their church service. But it's an amazing time. Um, we will need some um, some of you to jump in with your cars, and we will need some of those bags of candy as well because we make sure that the kids leave with all sorts of goodness in their bag. That's right. Right? So... Oh, thank you. <laughs> so we are actually going to be having a movie night, guys. <clears throat> we're going to actually be showing it October 6th at 7 p.m. Guess what we're going to be showing? We're going to be showing Jesus Revolution. Man, I've seen that. She's seen it, too. It was, it was somebody on this side again, yeah. Last service is on this side, too. So, guys, if you guys haven't seen this movie, this movie is insane. It will build your faith like no other. And trust me, when I left that theater, I was like, whoa. I was shook. But uh, there's only going to be 200 seats. He was shook in a good way. I was shook in a good way. Shook in a good way. Yeah, I was shook in a good way. Thank God. But, guys, there's only going to be 200 seats available. So if you want to go ahead and register for your spot, you can go ahead and do that with the QR code in the back. Or if you already got the app, just go in there. You're going to see the the ad for it, basically. And you're going to click on it. Boom. You're going to register. Um, guys, it's a really good movie. It's a really good movie. So all of these things that we just talked about, maybe we forgot the date, maybe we forgot the time, maybe we talked about something else that you were interested that we talked about before. Um, all kinds of things happening in our church, right? Our goal is first to be sure that we reach up to Jesus Christ and make sure that we are filled with the Holy Spirit every time, and then to reach in to our church to make sure that we are building our church just like we did with the men's ministry, moving glory to glory. We want each one of you to move from glory to glory up closer and closer to be men and women that are leaders for Christ in our city. And then what we need is once you're filled with the Spirit and once you've moved to glory to glory, then we need you to reach out into our community so we can change this city, change this state, and change this nation. And you know what? Our God is so good, we can change this world. That's what we do through New Beginnings Church of God. Amen. 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 So listen, um, all of those things that we that we do, the, the programs, all of that will be available through our QR code on our website, on our app. Please jump on there, get some information, please get involved. Um, and everything that we do, none of it, however, is possible without your very, very faithful giving. So thank you, That's thank right. you, thank you, church, for That's always right. giving. Um, if you want to give, again, that magic QR code that pops up behind me, Barbara's just, she's a magician, she makes these things happen. And or it shows up on your app. If you if you're not technology savvy, you can always drop off your envelopes in the in the um, at the entries to all the doors. But thank you so much for your giving and thank you for your time. That's right. Thank you. And then, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and welcome Pastor Richard up to the pulpit. Thank you both so very much. Hey guys, uh, just want to let you know, just in case the youth didn't go. The youth are dismissed to go to your class. But uh, I got a text message from the mayor's office yesterday, and they go, Pastor Mansfield, you lead a lot of pastors, a lot of congregations, but your own congregation. They're having a major, major job fair today. They're trying to fill about 150 positions. So if you're looking for a job, the city's hiring, and uh, 
there's, I'd encourage you to take a snapshot of that with your camera because that's where it's going to be held. It's going to be held at the gymnasium of Casa del Rey Church. That's right there at I-40 and Coors. If you know where that uh, Walmart is, they're right behind the Walmart. It's going to be from 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock today. So if you're looking for a job, guys, I encourage you to take a picture of that. That way you know where it's going to be. And that they're hiring on the spot. There's going to be 10 departments from the city. And there's, uh, I think they said there was like 150 or 200 positions that they're trying to fill. Uh, maybe even more. So uh, if you're looking for a job and a city job, it's a full-time job. It's got benefits. Uh, the, the starting, this is the lower entry. So it's 15 to $20 an hour. Uh, but just thought I'd let you guys know. Amen. Hey, guys, let's get into the Word. I, I started a sermon series calling it The Basics of Life. In life, we need basic essentials that we have to have in our life to be able to have a successful spiritual walk. And it's really important that we do that because otherwise you're not going to have a successful spiritual walk. And if you ask who wants to go to heaven, I think I've never heard someone say, no, no, I want to go to hell, man. I want to go to hell. Everyone wants to go to heaven. We just don't know how to get there. And our problem is that we're, we're really confused because we live in the Western world. We live here in the United States where we were taught how to work hard. You work hard for your money. You go spend your money on things that you want. And people are like, God hasn't done anything for me. I am the one that works. And he's given you breath. He's given you energy. He's given you strength. He's given you a mind. He's given you the ability to work. So God has given, if you want him to take everything else out, you wouldn't even exist, okay? So God is the source of all these things. But we've got to understand that he's given us his grace, and grace isn't something we earn. And I want to talk about living by God's grace, living by grace. His grace is powerful. Last week, I was talking about the basics of life, the five basic needs of life, and I talked about that, and I said, we, we need to have power to live on. We need to have people to live with. We need to have principles to live by. We need to have a plan to live out, and we need to have purpose to live for. So if you didn't hear last week's sermon, you could look, go to our website, or if you have the phone app, uh, and if you don't know how to get the app, talk to Tressa at the welcome table. She'll even download it for you. She'll show you how to use it. The notes are in there, everything, the scriptures I use. But that way you could follow along and you could study even at home and you could really be able to get to where you need to be and want to be. But I want to talk about God's grace. God's grace isn't something we can earn. God's grace is something that he freely gives us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10, he says, but whatever I am now, it is all because God poured out his special favor on me. He poured out his favor and not without results. For I have worked harder than any of the other apostles, Paul is writing. And he says, yet it was not I, but God who was working through me by his grace. Now, if you go to John, the gospel of John chapter 1, verse 16, it says, from his abundance, we have all received one gracious blessing after another, the grace of God. So, Father, thank you. I pray that, Lord, we could really grab a hold of grace today, understand what it means, 
and then to live it out the rest of our life. Receive it and live it, I pray in Christ's name, amen. So to help us understand grace, what is grace, and look at grace, I'm gonna do an acrostic. Take the word grace, G-R-A-C-E, and then I'm gonna give you one letter and each one to help us remember. Because God's grace, first of all, is God's gift to us. It's his gift to us. It's God's gift to us. And, and God has given us this gift. It's something he has poured out to us. We haven't earned it. We can't buy it. We can't talk him into it. We literally, it's something he gives us. And we have to understand that. It's a gift from God. A lot of us here in, in America, but really around the world, we think that we have to earn our way to heaven. So we do good deeds and we do good deeds. Now look, we do good deeds and we should do good deeds, but because we have God's love and grace, because the Bible says works without, a faith without works is dead. In other words, because I have faith in the Lord, I wanna do these good things. But some people are doing these good things so I can score points with God. So say, hey God, you see what I did? See what I did? You see how much money I put in there? I put in more than all the rest of these guys. I saw, I, I was looking, I was looking. Did you see? I even showed up early today. Did you see? I even brought my Bible today. Did you see? I did my good deed today. I did that, or I did this, or I did this, or I did that. And we're always trying to score these points with God. Yet look what it says right there in the book of Romans, chapter 11, verse 6. and says, since it is through God's kindness, then it is not by their good works. For in that case, God's grace would not be what it really is, free and undeserved. So you say, man, God's kindness, he loves us so much that even when we're all messed up, he reaches out to us. Look, let's be honest, okay? As human beings, we have a tendency to judge people, right? We're not supposed to. The Bible says, judge not, at least you're gonna be judged. But there's some people that we go like, oh man, I'm gonna say hi to that guy. I'm gonna say hi to that lady. I'm not gonna say hi to him. He looks scary. She looks scary. I, I don't, are you with me? There's some people that we'll embrace. There's other people we won't. There's people we're gonna go, hey, right on. We're gonna be, and, and so you see it sometimes. You see people go, hey, what's up? And the next person, hi. It's like, wow, man, it's like, See, that's just how we are, but, but God is saying he extends his love to everyone. He doesn't say, well, you're not smart enough, so I'm not gonna talk to you. Or you're not rich enough, I'm not gonna talk to you. Or you're too rich, I'm not gonna talk to you. Or you're too educated, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna talk to you. No, God loves us. In the book of Romans chapter three, verse 24, it says, yet God in his grace, God in his grace, he freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sin. Man, God has made us right by freeing us from the penalty of our sins through the grace of God, through the grace of God, which is experienced through the gift of Jesus Christ. And that's what it is. Now, see, some of you already know this. Most of us already know this. Some of you are, might be hearing it for the first time. 
understanding it, but people don't always understand it. And the reason I'm talking about the basics of life is sometimes we move on and we forget these things. I've been at the deathbed of some people that when they get close to death, they start wondering, man, has my life, life mattered? Did I make a difference? Have I impacted anything? And pastor, are you sure I'm going to go to heaven? I go, well, you've confessed Christ. You've accepted him as your Lord and Savior, and you've lived out a life of faith. That's what the Bible says. Oh, but I hope I make it. No, see, the Bible says we can know. We can know, and this is why I want to teach you this again and remind you of this again, because sometimes we walk away from the basics and we try to get so deep into all these other things that we're all confused and we're walking in a life that literally we're stumbling over our own doubt. So we need to understand that the G for grace is God's gift to us. It's his gift to us. The second thing, the, the R is God's grace is received by faith. The R is for received. We receive it by faith. It's nothing we could earn. It's nothing we could buy, as I said. It's something that you receive by faith. Look, in the book of Ephesians, rather, chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, it says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Now, he's saying you can't take credit for it. Because some of us would try to take credit. You see what I did? You see what I did? This is what I did. I'm the one that built this church. I put in the sheetrock. I'm the one that put in the electrical. I'm the one, I'm the one. And we'll start bragging about the things we did. But look what the next verse says. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done so that none of us can boast about it. So he's saying the good things we do is because we finally came to realize that God loves us and he forgives us and now we're serving him and because we're free from our sin, we go, hallelujah, I'm going to live for God and now I'm going to do good deeds. But if I'm trying to do good deeds and score points with God, man, we'd be all messed up because we do a lot of good deeds and we also do a lot of bad deeds that quick, man, we're in darkness. That quick, we do dumb things. That quick, we, we mess up. And we start doing things our way instead of his. And we start doing things that we shouldn't be doing. And that's why he says, you got to receive it by faith. It's by faith. You understand it by faith. You're trusting in something you don't even see, but you know it's there. It's that, that sometimes you go like, man, I don't know what I'm feeling but man, I've never felt this before. It's God's Holy Spirit. It's his holy presence. He, he tugs on our heart, and he starts ministering to us, and we go, wow, man, that's heavy. That's heavy. I had never thought about that. I don't know what I'm feeling right now, but this is weird. I've never felt this. It's God tugs at you, and by faith, it's not my feelings. There's some people, when they give their life to the Lord, they cry like little babies. They cry. And there's others that they go, okay, I'm ready. What do I do? Pray to receive Christ, okay. How do I pray? And you lead them in the prayer, and they pray the prayer. You go, amen. Okay, so now what? Well, now you're saved. That's awesome. Thank you, God, I'm saved. There's some that get all, oh, I feel it. And there's others that just, but it's by faith. It's not by emotions. 
Some have different emotions. Some have different feelings. But by faith, I have received this. By faith, I have taken this in. By faith, I'm going to live it out. By faith, I'm believing that God forgave me even when I don't deserve it. He reached me even when I don't deserve it. Men of the book of Romans, chapter 4, verse 16, it says, so the promise is received by faith. And it is given to us as a free gift. And we are all certain to receive it, whether or not we live according to the law of Moses. If we have faith like Abraham's, for Abraham is the father of all who believe. Now, what he's saying there, Paul is writing the church, and he's saying, look, guys, we have been taught by the law of Moses. He gave us the Ten Commandments, and he gave us all the sub-commandments under them, and there's a whole bunch of stuff, and people are like, man, I can't even do this. I've, I've tried to do this. I don't know how to do this. And, and so he's saying, whether you do it or not, and you live by the law of Moses or not, we just fall short. We fall short of the glory of God. We just mess up. So he goes, I'm going to have to send my son. And he sent Jesus to live it out. And Jesus lived a perfect, sinless life. Yet amongst all of us, he had the ability to sin if he wanted to, but he chose not to. He showed us an example that you can live without sinning. Our biggest problem is we're so selfish we just want what we want instead of what God wants. I mean, how many times did you pray, thy will be done, and then you go here on earth as it is in heaven? Ay, but help me do it, God. Help me do it because, hijo, that donut looks so good, and I want a donut, and I know I'm not supposed to eat a donut, but ay. So someone told me that, that they pray that the calories are not there when they eat the donut. The only part of the donut that doesn't have calories is the hole in the middle. <laughs> That's it, baby. That is it. <laughs> but hear me. In other words, as good as we try to be, we still mess up. We can't seem to keep the law of Moses. But he's saying, I've given you grace, something that you don't deserve, and you get it for free. I extend my grace to you, says God. I'm reaching out to you. I'm reaching out to you wherever you are. So you're, if you're deep in the muck, some of us were there in that muddy, yucky yuck, and God stuck his hand in there and got us out. Aren't you glad he did that? Aren't you glad he stuck his hand in there? And like I was saying the other day, picture a 55-gallon drum, and, he's, and you're at the very, very bottom and he stuck his hand all the way so far he had to go like that. And even the side of his face got that muck on him. And he got you, and he goes, come on, mijo, come on, mijita, you're going to, and he pulls you out. Yeah. And when you finally come out, you can almost hear the, you know, <laughs> and you're, wow, I'm out. You can picture it, huh, because you lived it. You know where you were at. Did you ever think you would be where you are now? Some of you, if you did not know, this is a church. You're here on a Sunday morning. Maybe you thought it was still Grand Central Station. 
You came to dance and all of a sudden you're in church. What happened? See, God is God. Think of it. I, I look out and I go, who would have ever thought that ex-criminals are now pastors? That people that were so lost are ministers. That they left everything to serve God. See, stuff like that doesn't make sense. But when you receive it by faith, you go, Lord, I know what you've given me. I've got to live it out now. And then the letter A stands for available to everyone. God's grace is available to everyone. Isn't that awesome? Isn't it awesome that it's not like a country club? I'm sorry, uh, you don't make enough money to come in here. I'm sorry, you're not smart enough to come in here. I'm sorry, you're not the right color to come in here. I'm sorry, you're not dumb enough to come in here. I'm sorry, you're too rich to come in here. I'm sorry, you're too smart to come in here. No, this is for everybody. 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 The Jew and the Gentile. The white and the black and the Hispanic. Red, brown, yellow, black and white. We are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. That's, this is a message. It's for everyone. It's available for everyone. Oh, man, but you don't know what I've done, man. God, God, no, he can't forgive me. You know what? I don't know what you've done. But he does, and he's extending his hand. He's extending his invitation, and he says, come unto me. Come unto me, come unto me, come unto me. All of you watching online, come unto me. If you're watching across the street, come unto me. If you're watching across the world, come unto me. That's the message. That's the message. Look, we just read it in Romans 4.16. So the promise is received by faith. Now look, he says it's received by faith, and then he says, and it is given as a free gift. Now, now, don't miss the next part. And we are all certain to receive it. Everyone. Everyone. It's for everyone if you receive it by faith. Every one of us. Every person can receive it. There's no specifications. I'm sorry you can't. You're not ready yet. No, no, no. He wants you now. But I'm so messed up. I need to clean up my... No, 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 no. Invite him in. He'll clean you up. He'll clean you up. He'll come into your life, and he'll come into, and, but no, man, it's like, it's like saying, I, I got to go to the gym, but I better lose weight before I go to the gym. No, you, you, you go to the gym to start losing weight. You go to the gym to start getting healthy. You, you see where I'm coming from? It's like we, we, we do things all backwards because we're trying to earn it, and we can't earn it. He's giving it to you. It's a free gift. In Romans chapter 10, verse 13, it says, it's for everyone, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Isn't that awesome? Who's that for again? Everyone. Who's that for again? Everyone. That means even the person next to you. That's right. That's right. Now, see, you might think they don't deserve it. But you know what? Thank God it doesn't matter what you think. Because it's what he knows. It's for everyone. Everyone. So don't reject it. Don't pull away from it. 
Don't turn your back on him. So you got to understand that it's God's gift to us to be received by faith, and it's available to everyone. And we have to take that in, and we have to hold that, and we have to receive it, and then we have to believe it to really, really understand that. Because, see, the faith part means this. It's like if I ask you, who's Jesus? You're going to say, Pastor, come on. That's him up there on the cross. But if I go, Jesus, do you know her? Do you know him? He's going to say, no, you know what? I've never been introduced. I never have met them. They've never invited me into their life. So you might know of him. The devil knows who Jesus is. But some of you know him, but you don't have him. The church I grew up in, they taught me how to love God, but they never taught me how to know God. And I finally came to know him personally. And it was the most transforming power in my life. It was absolutely phenomenal. And it comes through Christ. And that's the letter C in grace. The G is for God's free gift to us. The R is received by faith. The A is available to everyone. And the C is it comes through Christ. That grace is received through Christ. Now, I have it as Acts 15, 11. Is it 15, 11? I don't know. I, I, maybe I wrote the wrong. All I know is this is what I'm going to read. We believe that we are all saved. Yeah, that, that, is that 15, 11? Okay, we believe that we are all saved the same way by the undeserved grace of the Lord Jesus. Okay, so Jesus Christ has given us this power. He's given us this ability. He's given us his grace. And we have to understand that. And we have to believe that. And we have to hold on to that. But it's through Christ. Now, that's the gift of life he gives us. See, Jesus Christ died for us, but it's through Christ and Christ alone. Some people think, oh, do you really believe that Jesus is the only way to heaven? Yes, I do. I really do. I believe it because that's what the Bible says. The Bible wasn't written by man. It was dictated by God. Yes, man penned it, but God directed it. God inspired it. God, it's in the infallible word of God, meaning that has no errors in it. It's the inerrant word of God. And it's perfect. And God has said, this is who I am, and this is how you get it, through my son, Jesus Christ. And so see, it's by really believing and understanding that your sins, that my sins put Jesus on the cross. Not the sins of the world, even though, yes, he put, died for the sins of the world, but he died for your sins. And when you come to realize, oh my gosh, Jesus died for me. He didn't die for the world. He died for me. It's very personal. It wasn't the Romans that killed him. It wasn't the Jews that killed him. It was me yelling, free Barabbas, kill Jesus. I was yelling that. You were yelling that with our life. We were rejecting God, and through faith, we now receive Christ, and then we take him in, and we go, oh, my gosh. I realize it's not something I earn. Jesus gave that to me. And you have to receive that by faith. And the reason 
I know some of you might be saying, Pastor, I already know this. Good, I want to remind you. Because you know what? A lot of people forget, and then they go out there, and they sin, and they mess up, and they just do something really stupid, and they say, I can't be forgiven because this sin is way too big for me to be forgiven. There's no way God's going to forgive me. So guess what? I just quit church. I just quit going. I quit my faith. I threw in the towel. I walked away because you know what? It's too big. And there's no sin too big for God that he cannot forgive. And he doesn't keep turning you back. It says, though a man falls seven times, he still raises up. Now, that doesn't give us a green light to go keep sinning, say, no, no, pues. well, I'll go ahead and mess up. I'll go ahead and cheat on my wife or cheat on my husband. I'll go ahead and go do this or go do that. He's going to forgive me. You know what? Don't tread on thin ice because now you're playing with God's grace. I'm not going to play around with my salvation like that. Some people say, well, once saved, always saved. That's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible says once you're saved, you can't lose that. You can't lose your salvation, but you can walk away from it. Hear me. You can't lose it. It's not like, oh, man, Cindy, where's my salvation, babe? I, I had it right here on the dresser. <laughs> babe, I had it in my life. I took a shower and no more. It's gone. <laughs> but you know what? I could walk away. I could forfeit my salvation. I could, it, it's, the Bible calls it apostasy. That's where you walk away from your faith. There's, there's pastors today walking away from the faith. There's Christian musicians today. I no longer believe. Oh, shut up. Grow up. The world's tough, but God is tougher. God is stronger. Greater is he who's in me. He told us ahead of time in this world, you're going to have a lot of trials and tribulations. You're going to have a lot of heartache and a lot of pain. Life isn't hunky-dory. But remember this, I am with you and I've overcome the world. All I know, you know what? I've gone through some horrible things in life, but I've never had a greater life in my entire life till I gave my life to Jesus Christ. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. But it comes through Christ. You have to receive him. But I'm a good guy, Pastor. I'm, I'm glad you're a good guy. But do you know Jesus? Have you accepted Christ? Look what it says in Romans 5.15. But there's a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin of this one man, Adam, brought death to many. Now, what he's saying right there is that when Adam sinned, he was tempted by Eve. He was tempted by the serpent. But when they sinned, when Adam, because he was the firstborn, he was the first creature on this earth, God had given him dominion over everything. Adam was the head of it all. When he sinned, he brought sin to every one of us. But look what it says, that Jesus is now the second Adam. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through the other man, Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus Christ is known as the second Adam. In other words, Adam blew it, so Jesus came as the new Adam, the second Adam, to say, look, I'm going to make a way for all of you to get the paradise, to get the glory and have eternal life if you just put your faith and trust in me. That's why in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, it says, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. And we have received all of this, he says, 
We've received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. So it's saying, you were walking all messed up and you didn't deserve it. But you know what? God's gift is received by faith and available to everybody if you just come to Christ. Because that's how it comes to you. And you live eternally. And that brings me to the letter E of the word grace. And that's that God's grace is extended throughout eternity. It's extended beyond this earth. We're not of this earth. We're just passing through. See, sometimes people don't understand what that means. There's a logo that says uh, N, what is it? N O, not of this world, N O T W. You've seen that on, on back windshields and stuff. That means not of this world. I'm not of this world. You're not of this world. If you have accepted Jesus Christ, we're just passing through. So for all of you old people like me, you remember back in 1972? Just passing through. You remember that dude? Just passing through. I'm just passing through. We're just passing through, baby. We're not here permanently. Guess what? I hate to tell you this. You came to church all prettied up and all ready to go. But guess what? You and I, we're going to die someday. I hate to pop your bubble, but you are going to die someday. The only way we will not see death is if Jesus comes and raptures us right now. I'm going to go to glory. And if he does that, grab two sinners. And on the way up, say, accept Jesus or I'll drop you. You know? But in other words, I'm ready. I know I'm not of this earth. But we're all going to die someday. But you know what? When we take our last breath here, we take our new one in glory. Guys, I don't know what that's got to be like, but and no one ever wants to come back. We say, God, send them back. And they're going, no, no, I don't want to go back. I don't want to. Albuquerque's crazy. I don't want to go back. <laughs> I love the 505, but I don't want the 505. I, I, because they got glory. I don't, I, I, I really, I, I seriously have thought about that. Well, what's it going to be like? You exhale, <sighs> your last breath. And you go, breathe in. God, God, it's you. You get to see God face to face. Because right now we can't see God face to face because we can't handle it. Up in heaven, we're going to get the, man, it's going to be like, I don't know how it works, but we have eternity. We have eternity. But I picture it's like a long line waiting to sit on his lap. And knowing some of you, you're going to be fighting your way to the take cuts. Junior, give me cuts, Junior. Andale, Susie, give me cuts. We're going to be in glory. And we miss the people that have gone. And we go, God, why did you take them? I don't know why. I got so many questions when I get to heaven. Probably not one is going to make sense anymore. All I know is that for those in glory, it is glory. You see, this grace is extended from here 
into eternity. For those of us that have already accepted Jesus, we now, now are already living eternal life. I'm already living eternal life. So if I die, my spirit's living. I'm still living. We just change addresses. And we have to understand that. That's truly the gospel message. And look what it says in Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin is death. But the free gift, the grace, the free gift of God is eternal life. But through who? Christ Jesus, our Lord. So if you accept Christ by faith, you have eternal life. And now you're living eternally. And now you're heaven bound. And the only thing that could take that away is you choosing to walk away. The devil can't snatch you out of God's hand. He has no power. He has no authority. But some people are stupid enough to walk away. I was listening to a testimony of a pastor that is now, he left the Christian faith to go into a cult. I'm like, what's wrong with that idiot? And he goes, well, they offered me something Christianity then. No, it's stupid. It's just you might have been a pastor, but you weren't a spirit-filled, born-again pastor. You weren't a Christian pastor. You might have taught at a Christian church, but you didn't even believe what you were teaching. You might have read out of the Bible, but you didn't know the author. You got to know it. You got to know it and live it. Look, right now, for many years now, me and a several group of pastors, we've been praying for the 1040 window. The 1040 window is logistically the latitude and longitude, and the 1040 covers from all of, all of Muslim and Hindu. It covers uh, all of the Middle East. It covers India. It covers those countries that are very, very anti-Christ and anti-Christianity. And today, in our day and age, right now, as I speak to you, in the country of India, the Hindu religion there and the Muslims there are attacking Christian pastors, torturing them and killing them. They're burning down churches. In the last two months, they have burned down over 300 churches and killed several pastors and are torturing many Christians. Yet, at the same time that that is happening, those people doing that are even tired of their own tradition. Because people are tired of tradition. They're looking for transformation. And so people are looking for Christ. And what's really interesting is that Christ is showing up to a lot of these people, to Muslims and Hindus and other religions over there, and he's coming to them in their dreams Jesus Christ himself is coming to them in their, in their dreams and he's ministering to them. And when they wake up, they start asking Christians now all these questions about Jesus. And they start asking, what is the Jesus? Who is this Jesus? And what can Jesus do? And what has he done for you? And they get to tell him what he's done for them. And they get to tell him the transforming power. Now hear me. That very thing is happening even here in this city. 
and it's happening, maybe not in the dreams, but I'm telling you, people are sick and tired of tradition. They're sick and tired of, of, of a bunch of fake people. Oh, God bless you. Oh, shut up. You live like the devil. I go to church every Sunday. Well, nothing sticks. You must wear Teflon on your suit or something. It falls right off your dress, right off your clothes. Man, let me tell you something. People are looking for genuine, traditional, spirit-filled Christians, transformed by the power of God, not a bunch of traditionalists. Oh, this is what we do. This is what we do. This is how we do it. This is, oh, my gosh. Get real. Start living it out for the glory of God. Start being real instead of a fake. Look what he says in the book of Isaiah, chapter 30. Isaiah, chapter 30. Verse 18, so the Lord must wait for you to come to him. He's waiting for you. He's right here. He's waiting. His arms are wide open. He's saying, come unto me, all you who are heavy laden. Come to me, come to me, come to me. It says the Lord must wait for you to come to him so that he can show you his love and compassion. For the Lord is faithful. God blessed uh, the Lord is a faithful God, rather. Blessed are those who wait for the, his help. Now, there's some of you still trying to do it on your own. You're trying to do it on your own. You're trying to live it out on your own. You're trying to just say, I can do it. I, I got it. I got it. I got it. Yeah, look how good you got it. You got it, all right. Look at the mess you made. And God's saying, I'll clean it up. And you're going, let me clean it. He says, I got it. And if you invite him into your life, by faith, you know what he starts to do? He starts cleaning your life. And there's a lot of stuff in you that he goes, oh, this is good stuff. We're going to keep all of this. And then there's some stuff that you still think is good. And you've been walking faithful as a Christian, and there's stuff in there. And he goes, let's get rid of this. You don't need this anymore. Why don't you change the way you talk? Why don't you change the way you live? Why don't you quit talking about people? Why don't you quit judging people? Why don't you quit gossiping? Why don't you quit using a foul mouth? Why don't you, why don't you, why don't you? But some of you don't even know him. And if you've never received him and invited him into your life and you want to do that today, raise your hand. Say, that's me. Pastor, I want to do that. Is there anyone here today? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Anyone else? Anyone else here today? Man, if, if you raise your hand, I just want to invite you to stand up because we're going to pray with you and for you. We're going to pray with you because we prayed that prayer. We're celebrating. And you know why everyone's cheering? Because it's the greatest decision you'll ever make and you're making. Would all of you pray with us? If you're online and, and you're making that decision, make sure you let us know. But let's say this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, forgive me. Forgive me of all my sins. I've been trying to do it on my own, and I realize I cannot. And from this day forward, I want to live for you. So I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior and my Lord. And I ask, Lord God, that you fill me with your Holy Spirit. And you let me live for you forevermore. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Those of you that stood up, give me, let me give you a hug, man. Come on. 
I want a hug. Come up here real quick. Come up here real quick. Pastor. Just one move with my arms stretched wide. I will worship you. Sing it out, would you? God has just filled so this place with his glory. Sing hallelujah to the king. I love this line. Nothing else fit for a king. Nothing else fit for a king. Except for a heart singing hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's some of you that I've never had the opportunity to meet. And I would love to meet you today. We're going to have a real quick time of a meet and greet with me and the other pastors. So if you've never met me personally and shook my hand and told me your name, I really want to invite you to meet me in the room right over here. We're going to room 105. I really hope you'll join me and the pastors right now. The rest of you, you're dismissed to live it out to the glory of God. God bless you, church. We love you. Your song, cause you've got a lot.